BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Wednesday night, you know what that is. It's time for Wrestling Inc.'s AEW Dynamite coverage. Hello, everyone. I am not Glenn. I'm not even Jack. My name is Flobo Voice, and I'm so glad to be with you here in the chat. We're broadcasting live all over the interwebs, but as always, I'm not alone. I'm being joined by two luminaries from the wrestling arts and sciences to my immediate right. We have ourselves Pro Wrestling Hall of Famer of the Future, Jimmy Cordaris. What's going on, sir? Ah, it's a pleasure. Whoa, it's uh, awesome getting to to do this with you tonight. It's gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun, man. We're having a totally have a, a blast. But of course, we're back. This is the NYC Demon Diva herself. Shout out to the East Coast. Give it up, Risa. I should have been Puerto Rico. It's it's a whole long story that I'm not gonna get into. But yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, for, former New Yorker, now back home. You know. Hey, you know what? The Bronx is a sixth borough anyway. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> it's all great. I want to thank you so much for joining us in the chat. It's AEW. We're just like in between this like period of having one pay per view a couple days ago in all in, and now we have another one a couple days out from now and all out. I'm going to get mm. that so confused <laughs> when it's all said and done, but it's already go home show. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you, Flo. It's, it's just, it, it's a lot to take in in such a short amount of time. And then you got to think the other guys have a pay-per-view as well coming up. And it's like, wow. Just a, be a busy on. weekend, a busy weekend for everybody. Mm. Mm-hmm. And of course, we got everyone out in the chat there. As I am glistening, as I have 95 degrees here in my apartment, we got Dylan Matthews, of course, a resident Australian correspondent. Shout out to Corey Pride. And of course, I'll mm-hmm. shout you out if you want to let know you have your chat in that comments. I'll definitely highlight them. Let's get into some news because mm-hmm. I've been perusing the Wrestling Inc. website because if you want good news, that's where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have notes from Fightful, so hat tip to them about the possibility of the return of Authors of Pain to professional wrestling. We haven't seen the match since 2020. Issa, I want to start with you. I know you love tag team wrestling, but what thoughts are you having about the Authors of Pain having a possibility coming back to WWE and wrestling in general? I mean, I like them. I think that it's been so long that I'm mostly curious about what, what to expect from them because I don't think we've seen them active anywhere, right? I mean, they had that whole deal with that show that we're trying to put together that ended up falling apart there was a lot of drama with that show i i I remember that um there was a lineup that didn't get paid i I mean we don't need to get into that the whole point is i like them back in the day i don't know what to expect from them but it's always fun the tag team division does need something to spice it up right now in wwe we'll see how it goes as long as the creative is there because we have seen a couple of people that were brought back that maybe are not hitting their tough strive, so don't bring them back if you don't have anything for them. Yeah, I mean, Aikim and Razor were pretty much dom- a dominant force in NXT a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, Jimmy. I mean, mm-hmm. will you be down for a reprise? Uh, again, it all depends on the presentation and how they present them to the audience. If they make them feel like a big deal coming in, then maybe the audience will perceive them as a big deal because we, we, we saw what they were capable of in NXT. Now the whole thing is to get the audience invested in them on the main roster. You know, as much as they try to at times make NXT feel, uh, I guess, on a similar level to to Raw and SmackDown, but we right. all know it is developmental territory. And uh, it's whoa, nice whoa, to see, whoa, is it? Well, it's nice to see that sometimes the stars from the main roster, the main quote, doing air quotes if you're just listening, um, right. 
go down to NXT and help, you know, elevate other talent. And that's the whole thing. It's all in how they are presented. And if they feel like a big deal and the audience perceives them that way, then they can be very successful. Well, it's always good to hear. Like, you know, sometimes someone says, I'm returning somewhere. Everyone rolls their eyes. But yeah, the idea of having a tag team that was dominant coming back, it's always great, um, which makes me, makes my heart go because you want to give people second chances. But uh, elsewhere in the news wire this week, uh, it seems that the alleged altercation between Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, and CM Punk has ripple effects. This one comes from Fightful by way of Wrestling Inc. as well. Ricky Starks was in the midst of an in-story suspension with the idea that he'd be facing CM Punk on the 2nd of September. But with the real suspensions coming out of All In this weekend, that's going to be in the blender. You're shaking your head, Jimmy. I want to start with you with this one. Yeah. Ricky Starks seems to be having all the rockets dropped to him, but it always seems to be a roadblock in the way. Yeah, he's just, uh, it feels like he's just getting bad luck. You know, just at the wrong place at the wrong, wrong booking at the wrong time. Let's put it that way. You know, and the saddest thing about this whole thing is not just Ricky Starks, but, you know, coming out of a historic weekend for that company, their biggest event ever. All people are talking about is this backstage altercation instead of talking about the event itself. That's dominating the news cycle. And that's the saddest part. If that's going to be what people are going to be talking about, maybe it's time to change things. And I talked about this uh, uh, as well on Monday night with the, with the other guys. You know, I know people say, yeah, but you, you're, you're putting them over. You're putting the other guys over. Nobody would do this in WWE because they don't care. Hmm. Because you have to deal with the boss. Right. And right. it feels like right now that the inmates are running the asylum, and it's almost like Tony, as much as the suspensions, we're talking about the suspensions and the sure. fines or whatever, but alleged, alleged, you know, he's, it doesn't feel like he's taking that stern. He's trying to be more friends with the, with, with the, the, the boys as, a, as opposed to being the boss. Now Vince was able to distinguish the two. He was able to have a relationship with talent, but at the same time, you had to build it. You had to earn the respect first and then you build, like more relationships or friendships or whatever, but I feel like you have to earn the respect before you start doing that. True. So, uh, let me get your perspective on this. I mean, look, CM Punk is whether you like him or you don't, or you've heard things about him, even if he's innocent, you can't be innocent all the time, right? And all these things are happening backstage with different kind of talent. Uh, the the optics look like they gave him his own dang show on Saturday nights to avoid situations like this. If you were Tony Khan, what would you do with uh, seeing Montgomery Punk at this point? I don't, I don't know. I, I will say that I know that the fans are going back and forth, but I do think keeping him off a card in Chicago is pretty, pretty tough punishment, in my opinion, because you're also like, but are you hurting him more than you're hurting your own business? Like, this is so tricky because when you look at it as a business decision, it's stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid <laughs> to leave CM Punk. I, somebody has to say it. It's dumb, right? We're all sitting here saying, like, get rid of him, fire him. It's like, he is a draw in Chicago and that's never going to change no matter what he does. But at, at, at that point, it's like, it does feel like, I, I, if I'm CM Punk, I'll be like, oh, they'll never do that. So if you do that, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a weird... You have to kind of take a hit too, no matter what. But I do think keeping him off a card in, in Chicago, a pay-per-view card, is pretty tough punishment. But you're also hurting AEW and the card. I mean, this card is underwhelming, to say the least. And Ooh. and and I, I we'll get into it as we get into the show. It's uh, underwhelming. And okay. I think that also building shows back-to-back -back is not a good idea. You mm -hmm. have a year now for next year. Hopefully, they plan this out a little bit better on how they're going to do it because they already announced a return to Wembley. But I do think that they took more... Uh, as Jimmy would say, how many potatoes in a bag, Jimmy? 20, 20 pounds in a 10-pound bag. 20, 20 in 10. It's an inside joke, Flobo. It's 20 pounds of potatoes in a 10-pound bag. It's when you take too much and you try yeah. too much with it. But, uh -huh. yeah, I don't know what I would do with Sam. But you know what I will do? I'll punch him right in the face. Up. Wow. Uh, <laughs> what's funny is that I, I told people I was doing the show and everyone just told me, hey, man, get ready for the potatoes. I had no idea what they were talking about. But but now I do. And uh, again, the sad part here, the one that seems to take in the loss out of everything is Ricky Starks. I mean, here is somebody that mm -hmm. we really want to see really excel in AEW, be the face, a fresh face for the brand. But I think that's going to be the case, I at least in the short term. I don't think it's going to hurt him because nobody's mm -hmm. watching Collision. I think, I think, it, 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 whoa. it's but true. It, 
other, other than that, I had a I, man. I had a point to make, but I don't think it makes as much an impact as uh, Issa just made. I was just thinking that with Ricky Starks, yes, he's a talented individual, and and he can overcome this. And he's coming out of this looking like the babyface, so to speak. Because yeah. you know, with all the issues going on, the co the common denominator in all this is one CM Punk. So he is being, regardless of what actually happened in in public perception, is he's the bad guy in this. So, yeah, and yeah. and well, the public perception, the quarter public perception. What are you, Frankie? If there was no car to pick you up at the airport, Jimmy. Well, <laughs> then I would take a cab, and I would yeah, say, hey, what, you know what? You know, Oh my God, I yeah. love you. Because I was like, if you're from a, you're, he's from Chicago. I right? can uh, find my way anywhere after living in New York for ten plus years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like stop, stop it. Now you're just that, like whining. The other, pro the other problem is I'm Canadian too, so it's like, oh, what? The car's not here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like you're so polite about it. Oh, I guess I'll find a way around it. Yeah. Uh, but let's get into it. AEW and company is already in Chicago ahead of All Out. I'm going to make sure I get the right all the time. All Out, which came after All In. All In after All Out. All Out after All In. But the top of the card was John Moxley versus commander and well we love john moxley he is the guy was the guy that couldn't go on vacation pretty much dispatched commander fairly simple fairly easy uh that brings commander's record to one in eight in singles competition if you still follow mm -hmm. along with that thing isa let me ask you this was there a moment at any point in this match you thought commander's gonna walk me with a dub no no it was <laughs> a lot of moment that i wonder why this match is happening uh but not that he was gonna walk out with the win i am trying to be nice uh mm -hmm. <laughs> with my analysis tonight because i'm trying to think hey there was a lot of complication from people getting back from london there's mm -hmm. a hurricane in the mm -hmm. in florida and i do understand that tony khan did that classy move of allowing people to take the day off if they were going to attend bray wyatt services so i do think that maybe we didn't have a full roster there and there's a lot of outside factors sure. but this one just felt like why not just give it like it will make sense to me based on what happened at all in to give Orange Cassidy the night out, he got the winning pin in the stadium yeah. stampede and have Moxley and Penta go at it for a number one contender for the international championship. Because when they announced Orange Cassidy against Penta, they hadn't announced John Mox. I'm assuming John Moxley once again got screwed out of a vacation and had to fly in today <laughs> because they didn't announce anything for Moxley until today. So right. I think they brought in Moxley. So I'm like, why is the guy that lost getting the bye, right? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So if you had them both there, why not do Penta against Moxley for the number one contender? And give the guy that has... I Maybe they wanted to give Orange Cassidy one last title defense before he loses his... So I don't know. But no, no. I never thought that Commander had a chance here. And I, mm -hmm. I just sat there wondering why is this match happening? Uh, but hey, Moxley won. Yay. Oh wow, you're so enthusiastic. And Jimmy, are we as enthusiastic as he said there with the yay? Well, I, I, unfortunately, it was expected from me because you know you're, you're talking about trying to make this an event where people go, oh, can't wait to look for it. And yes, Commander does some great stuff in the ring, mm -hmm. but Moxley is the draw here, right? So he came out looking very, very strong in this, you know, match, and that was the whole idea behind this. And I, I figured that's what was going to happen. They're going to make him look good. You know, you can make the argument. Of, why commander? What kind of issues do they have? There's no, you know, there's no reason for this to happen other than, you know, they want to have a match. And if that's the case, that's fine. But at least the idea of trying to make Moxley look like, oh my goodness, this guy's really, really a threat right. to, to Orange Cassidy. They succeeded in that tonight. Well, you know, with all the, the memes about Moxley now and, and people are kind of not making fun of, but making light the fact that his propensity to bleed. Jimmy, ask you this. Can Mox still be the guy? Can he still be considered the number one A1 with the bullet at AEW or is it time for somebody else? Um, again, it's possible. But now, you know, the association with the Blackpool Combat Club and that sort of stuff, he's more of a faction. Right. You know, like and... Uh, you you can make an argument as to who the leader of the faction is, but it's you know, you know, some would say Mox, some can say others, uh, uh, but it, there's no clear distinguished leader. We know it's not Wheeler Yuta. <laughs> Jack disagrees, but he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Asa, same thing. Question for you, real quickly, Mox. Are you still the guy? You think? 
Yeah, he'll always be the guy if you book him the right way. Moxley is somebody that you can get back to the top of the car at any time and nobody's going to question it. But I agree. It feels like he's more about the uh, Blackpool Combat Club. I mean, the big matches that we've seen him in recently are all like crazy matches, but it's all like uh, stable-based matches where I think it's going to be his first singles like in a while for a championship. After he dropped to MJF, it seems like he's just being really big in the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, for whatever reason, there isn't really a, a connection sorry, to, to Punk. Him. I don't even know who he lost to. He <laughs> lost to Punk. No, he lost to MJF because Punk then did what he did. Okay, mm. disregard. <laughs> disregard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's, let's move on here. Uh, Chris Jericho was a little bit uh, distraught and despondent or disconsolate. Whatever the SAT word you want to use, he was making way out to the ring and just said, hey, look, man, we went through some things on Sunday, but bring out all good old Sammy Guevara. And, well... There was a tense exchange here, and I really thought that something would have exploded like the mega powers, but we got ourselves a tag team match player. East, let me start with you. This was a very twisty, windy road here that Jericho did in the ring today. They're teasing, um, and it looks like we're going to go a little bit longer before we see this implode, but it's coming. I love this back and forward. might have been my favorite thing. As a matter of fact, it, it got up to a point that I was like, if they break up right now and you put this match on Sunday, they probably just sold you a couple of pay-per-views oh. just because of the back and forward that they had. I mean, he brought up the steakhouse for Christ's sake. He brought yeah, up losing cool. it. Oh my <laughs> God. Like I popped. So because it, and then I was like, you know what? We talk about all this backstage drama that's going on right now. AW's been messy since day one. I, I, I had completely forgotten about Jericho like losing the championship. Uh, but I like, because they have such history. The places that they can dig from to like really throw jabs at each other when they go full blown feud is gonna be a lot of fun. But I love that uh, Sammy Guevara brought up like, "Hey, I need to start looking out for myself. I wanted to be on that car. And I wasn't there. I was just there as your lackey." Yes, like I, I was one that was like, "Why isn't Sammy Guevara like involved in something else outside of this?" You know. So I, I really, really enjoyed this back and forth. I want to see where it goes, but the a seed was planted tonight, and I think we'll see it play out. I hope. I don't know. I, I have no expectations anymore, but I think we'll see it play out eventually. Oh, absolutely, Jimmy. Are you a fan of the slow burn here, or did you want something to explode, be hot shot if given the opportunity? I'm a big fan of the tell the story, let it play out, and give us little twists and turns, and say, oh, okay, I didn't see that coming. You know that kind of thing, and 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 ooh, they're. they're, they're I'm a long story guy. I, okay. I know. I know people are gonna say that's too old school. Get off my lawn and that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, but that's me. I like. I like a good story. And and Chris right now is doing a great job of telling the story. You know, coming out attempting to apologize, but kind of you know throwing little comments in there that make Sammy go, "What? What did he just say?" Yeah. You know, little kind of seeds planted. And and Chris is going to be a guy. If you want to elevate Sammy, Sammy's a great talent. But if you're going to elevate Sammy Guevara, Chris Jericho is a guy who can get him to that next level. With the idea, the sex gods, ref- I can't let him say this, the sex gods reforming, uh, does that sound a bit too similar to what we're seeing between uh, Adam Cole, Bebe, and MJF? Is it going to start with you? Oh, with the, the idea of the tag team, will they break up? Is the friendship thing? Maybe. Okay. I guess. Maybe just No, me. because I feel like MJF and, and Adam Cole were brought in. And they were enemies. They were brought in together in that weird random selector where Sammy and, and Jericho really do have history. And I feel like mm. this is like we've seen MJF and Adam Cole become friends in recent weeks. But these guys we've seen together since the beginning. And, and I do think there's a little bit of a difference in that story. Right. Yeah. And what do you make of Don Callis is showing up? Selling his oil, snake oil, just being like, "Oi, you need my help?" Yeah, he's that. See another little twister where he's trying to to to, to f- fan the flames. Is that the right? Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's exactly what he did. He, you know, now you've got people going, "Oh, did he say something that sparked something inside him, or anything like that?" Don Callis is very good with his words. He may not be uh, a friend to everyone, but let's put it this way: the guy is good at telling stories. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. When I see Don Callis, I'm like, oh, this guy. But I'm like, that's what a good heel does, right? It makes you go, ah, well, fine. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. props in for that one. Uh, but but moving on, we we didn't have much on matches this week, but we did have a new Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Openweight Championship, which is actually one of my favorite championships in all of professional mm-hmm. wrestling. Uh, the newly minted Eddie Kingston against Wheeler Yuta of the Blackpool Combat Club. And, well, the match was one thing. I want to get your thoughts on that for sure. But what happened after that made me go, 
Because Issa, you were talking about this on Sunday. They were like, hey, Claudio, Kingston, when's it going to happen? Maybe sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, I hope that I see that happen soon. I care about that a lot more than I care about Willer Yuta and Eddie Kingston. So I'm, I'm trying here, okay. I know you are, but let's let's keep it real. <laughs> um, I I thought that we I thought that we'll make the match for all out, and I thought we were gonna get somewhere with it today. Um, and it didn't seem like we did it, but it was teased, like you said, you know. But yeah, Willer Yuta was out there. He's still a thing. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. got the check on on Yuli to win, but right. No, I hear you. It's just the one little thing to add to to what Isa said there. You know, again, liking the story. I always I talk a lot about. It. I'm very repetitive when I say planting seeds for people to, uh, you know, to digest and say, "Hey, watch this thing grow." It felt like with Claudio coming out the way he did, and it was so quick and so like that. It right. almost like they did plant that seed, but didn't water it. Right. You know, there should have been a little bit more there. Let's get some some tense looks back and forth. Something, anything. I mean, I, was I would for- save it for Grand Slam just because of Eddie being, like, the pop that Eddie will get mm-hmm. in Queens will be tremendous. But then, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's like you said, there was something missing there. Like it's a field that we all want to see. It's been it's been building since before Claudio even joined right. AEW altogether. Like right. Eddie was already talking crap about him. So <laughs> like this is long term, but the way that they teased it tonight, I I don't know if I think they did more on the stadium stampede match, beating the crap out of each other than than what we saw tonight. Uh, I have a quick question aside, Jimmy. You talk about the 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 sieve and not watering it. Was it a, an issue of production? You thought or the performers themselves? Was it bad angles? What, what do you think was what broke down there? On that it stage? could it, it could have been a combination of all. That's okay. the thing, and that's the worst thing. Like one thing I've noticed about AEW, and again, it's not to crap on them and to say, hey, the other guys do it better. Right. Their production sometimes, especially when it comes to camera angles and shots missed and that sort of thing, and getting stuff on camera that you don't want on camera. Right. You know, it seems to happen a little too much. They got to get their production in house. One thing I know about all those years at WWE that still continues to this day is the director gets with the producer slash agent for the match and they find out what do we need to see on camera and when is it happening and what do we not want to see? I'm with you 100%, but I will say going back and watching AEW around 2020, leaps and bounds better now than it was back. The improvement's there, so I got to give props to that. Yeah, at least they're heading in the right direction, but there's still at times where you go, oh, I can't believe they missed this. I think one of their best produced and presented shows was Sunday, and there was still a lot of showing angles that were not good or going to the crowding moments that we should have been seeing something else. but I, I think we're going in the right direction, but you still you still see a lot. There's a couple of spots that I'm like, man, if you would have just done that from a different camera angle, that wouldn't look so badass. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, Jimmy, I have a question for you, because you uh, refereed during the, the Attitude Era and the Ruthless mm-hmm. Aggression Era, and there were titles all over. So you know mm-hmm. AEW tends to get criticized for having a bunch of titles. Then mm-hmm. there's the R rate set, and now we have the New Japan. The, now New Japan Strong was featured mm-hmm. uh, on the episode Dynamite today. Is there a way AEW can navigate all these promotions and all these titles safely, or it's really becoming the case of like too much too soon? Ah, uh, man, that's a tough question to answer because, like you said, at times it feels like there are too many titles, and then there are other times where you say, "Why isn't this title being presented?" And why, you know, you've got the ROH brand, which I, I get it; it's part of the same company under the umbrella, but at the same time, you know, it, it should be divided. Why not have a separate show for them? Okay. That's not on the internet, but you know what I mean? That's not a okay. streaming show, you know, maybe, you know, rampage now that they have collision on Saturday nights, maybe rampage could be dedicated to the ROH brand and see, try it out. See how it happens. I don't know. Like I, people are saying, well, the ratings won't be there yeah. because you know, the names aren't there, but you've got guys like Samoa Joe and you got the Shane Taylor who we'll talk about later on. You know what I mean? There are some names there that people do recognize. You just got to get them to go there and give them a reason to want to go there by giving them, getting them invested in the characters as opposed to, as uh, here's another one I like to say, 
you know, hey, I just want to see a twisting, burning 450 hammer phoenix splash. <laughs> that That's our fair move. That's like top 10 <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Well, you know, we had a, a backstage promo real quick between MJF and Adam Cole. Looks like MJF is going to go on a little bit of sabbatical. Issa, like we talked about this on Sunday, eliminate a tournament city, baby. What's up, Can't you wait. Can't wait. Yay. Wow! Wow! That was a Wheeler Yuta size yay. Um, I just I don't like face MJF. We are, I already share my thoughts with you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they're gonna be doing something on Sunday. Um, I, I, we'll see. Uh, do, do you think like do you think that this diminishes him as world champion? Like having this Ring of Honor tag team championship? Can they coexist? We don't know. No. <laughs> no. no. All right. Here's, here's my only fear to 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 piggyback off of what uh, Issa just said is this: people were really into the heel MJF. They really disliked that. Me, I'm people. Yes. Me, yes. I'm people. Yes, yes, of course you are. Right. But but here's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that when the eventual time comes for him to become the old MJF. The guy that everybody hated, people will be so happy to see it again that it won't get the heel heat that he should get. If he does it the right way, if he well, does it the, the right, right way, way, because they're. That's the question. Beat up John Cena. No. Um, beat <laughs> <laughs> uh, Like the way that they're building this relationship with Adam Cole, that's all that I saw out of like. The outtake on Sunday when he like said, okay, hit me with the bell. Like, is this all you care about? Like, the way that they're making mm-hmm. MJF seem like such the good guy here. Mm-hmm. And now Adam Cole is really, like, seeing him and calling him his best friend. I think if he ends up, like, really just, like, handing it to Adam Cole, there's no cheering on that. Yeah, yeah. Because Adam Cole is very over, very loved. If you do it the right way, I, I think I think you can still get the booze. And all it takes is an MJF beautiful heel promo that he only knows how i seen him turn cheers into booze immediately in the past i think he can do it again hopefully sooner rather than later it's like you're a really good bad guy bad guy uh but that said it was uh story time with adam cole baby, baby. and did we miss the tag team segment or did that happen later with the... ftr and the young bucks Oh, well, that actually did happen uh, a little bit earlier. But we'll talk about that okay. now if you would like to. So we have our stuff, because I was going to do a bit of a, a preview segment, but it's all good. Mm-hmm. Let's talk mm-hmm. about that, though. So the winner's room happened. <laughs> we had ourselves a bit of the winner's room. Bullet Club Glow was hanging out with FTR, but they weren't up for that. And we're going to have ourselves a eight-man tag Bullet Club Gold eventually mm-hmm. against FTR and the Young Bucks. And so, um, yeah, I guess they're friends again for this one match. Question? Why? Yeah, because <laughs> nah. booking, you know. But again, here we go with the: Does every situation have to be a can they coexist situation? That's 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 the problem here. Now everybody's expecting something to happen there. You right. know what I mean? Sometimes why can't they just you know show a little respect, but at the same time keep them apart? Yeah. And how'd you go about doing that? Just like, would you have my different shows apart? Or that's what they've been apart? doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, so, so why not just continue doing that? I mean, I'm not saying go to a, a firm, hard roster split from Wednesday night and Saturday night, but at the same time, have them featured on different shows. Nobody wants and, to see FTR and the Young Bucks be friends. Literally, nobody. Hmm. Nobody uh, asked for this. Maybe FTR. They might uh, ask for it. Hmm. I mean, Bullet Club Gold being a bunch of jerks. Maybe get the comeuppance. Huh? Mm. No, maybe. Well, rather than be friends with Bullet Club Gold. And, I mean, <laughs> no, no. Heal no. MGF, friends with Bullet Club Gold. Uh, friends with the Switchblade. You're getting to know me, Flobo. I don't like the nice people. I only like the bad guys. I'm, I'm learning. I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. But, uh, it, just, it just seemed weird, right? Like, we're not going to shake your hands. They were still kind of like throwing a fit. And then these guys show up with a cardboard cutout and you take them seriously? Come on. I mean, okay, you got me. I can't even defend that. <laughs> like, you're right. It was kind of silly. Uh, but uh, let's get into this, this Adam Cole uh, promo situation because Roderick Strong, uh, neck brace and all, and poor guy, that neck brace is kind of stained, you know? I gave a new one. Uh, it was like, you know, Adam, you don't really care about me. And brings out the kingdom, who basically says, Adam Cole, you're selfish. This was a kind of cool wrinkle or dimple in the proceedings because we all think that Adam Cole's a good guy. But Matt Tavin and Mac Bennett say otherwise. Jimmy, what do you make of this one here? The Kingdom getting involved in the ring today? No, I, I like where this is going. It's it's adding a different wrinkle to this uh, 
whole friendship between MJF and Adam Cole. And I'm waiting for the whole, if they do it right, I told you so moment. Oh, yeah. And that's going to that's gonna really set off Adam Cole, the Adam Cole and Roderick Strong, you know, the good buddies for so long getting into it. I think the, the, the potential for having them have a hell of a rivalry is. Is, is Roddy right, though, you think? Uh, is Roderick Strong right? Is, is Adam Cole just like just waiting to be the heel here? Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's waiting to be the heel. I think, I think if, if Adam Cole ends up being the heel here, that's wow. Yeah. That's the wrong choice for me. And for me anyways, I don't want to see that happen. I think Adam Cole, Bay Bay is, you know, he's got the crowd that the chance along with him and all that sort of stuff. You need to keep him babyface, in my opinion. Hey, he's got the kingdom on dynamite. That's cool. Right. You like sure. jerks. You like jerks. <laughs> Like, no, I don't like these jerks. Like, first of all, which one is it? Roddy, Roddy's a stage five clinger. He came out here and he's single white femaleing uh, Adam Cole. He's getting, he's getting weird. He's getting weird. The way he came out screaming, Adam! I laugh, okay? I actually did laugh. I thought it was hilarious. The, the neck brace, like, how long is he going to wear it for? I, I'm waiting for him to take it off in some kind of swerve here, but I don't know which direction we're going. I do like that. I don't know which direction we're going. I don't know if it's going to be that we told you so, or I don't know if it's going to like all implode. I don't know that, but I will say the words of some people that are awesome. Don't get me wrong. I think the kingdom are awesome. I think they have potential, but they just follow Roddy around and they never talk. And for them to come out here and say all these things now, I wouldn't fall for what they're saying yet. Right. You got to so- give them a little more credibility on TV. Okay, yeah, for sure. I, I actually enjoyed this segment because Mike Bennett is somebody you don't really think about being like screaming in your face, but hey, he felt like Adam Cole was being a two-face, which is always fun by me. And he showed some emotion, and that's the thing. You know, I'm you know, people like I said, people keep talking about this move and that move, but when you start showing emotion and you get people going, Ooh, I've never seen that in him, or it's been a while since I've seen that in him, you know, that's when you start grasping your audience. Sure. Uh, for those who've been watching AEW for a while, there's been talk about the lack of women's matches. We got one here, and it's trio Come style, on. baby. Hey, Chris, Chris Statlander, Karashita, Britt Baker against Nala Rose, Marina Shafir, and Emmy Sakura. It's a what? What? I think it's a finish. You're already like, come on, what's going on with this? This uh, is like this is the match we were just talking about, like the like like. Mox against Commander. This is how, oh, we got these women backstage, throw them in a match for no reason whatsoever and put them out there. That's what this was. It's the same thing. It's like it's, every week it keeps feeling like, oh, we got to get the women on TV. So let's just throw a bunch of them in there on a match and see what happens. The best women thing that happened on tonight's show was actually Tony Storm's promo. I am really, this this new character of her is growing on me. I, I liked her backstage. She threw her shoes at <laughs> Renee. I might have done that on a drunken stage to my friends before so I could relate. But I I hated this. And you know what? It wasn't on at 9.30, but it was on before the main event, the usual spot. This is never going to change. And it's like, don't have, don't be showing Mercedes Monet on your big pay-per-view if this is how you're going to treat your women. Because if I'm Mercedes, I'm running away. Sure. sure. Can I ask you just a question as a, as a fan of this, this, this podcast? You said this before about your displeasure about the AEW Women's Division, but is it time? Is it talent? Is it characters? Is it moveset? What makes... BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C you go this is flat for you is this is this for me this for is for Issa. everything i don't mm. know that they have i don't want to say it but i'll say it i don't know that maybe the company higher ups or the creator believe that the women can grow 
I think that they are doing what WWE did for so many years where it's like, oh, we got to put the women in the car somewhere. And not the whole, like, let's really give them a story. Let's let's build to what we're doing. They did it with Brit, and it worked, but they only done it with Brit. And and it's just like, you know, when you're writing a good character story, you start at the end. If we want to end with Soraya winning at, at Wembley, the world championship, let's start from the beginning, from when you had her join, so that moment doesn't feel like, oh, you had her win at home. So it was a feel-good moment. Not like, damn it, she won because she earned that moment and she worked her way there. There's a different way to tell a story, and you can tell when they do these things when it's just like, yeah, the women, put them out there so everybody will be happy. And and it's just, it needs to end, and I just don't think that the company is fully behind them. Jimmy, thoughts about this? The match this week. I know what yeah. No, well, it feels like the, the where they're going, obviously, is Sheeta and, and Britt right. is, is the direction they're going. And they're at a loss for how to get there. So they just said, oh, you know what? We need to put these women on the, on the show. We need to put them in a match somewhere. Hey, let's add some more, you know, make it a trios match instead mm-hmm. of, you know, a six-person tag match or whatever they want to call it. And, and again, Oh, we're solving this problem. We're getting this story. We're continuing this story a little bit, but at the same time, we're getting as many women on the show as possible, giving them FaceTime. When it's just not, it's much more than FaceTime. You got to give them people a reason to want to get invested in these in these women, as opposed to just putting them out there and having a match. And for honestly, and I hate to put it this way, no reason whatsoever, whatsoever other than to put them on TV. Well, that is definitely true. I just want to say that I, I seem to be on like the only person on the Marina Shafir bandwagon. It's comfortable. Please come and join me if you can. But what happened after the match actually has some repercussions, right? Ruby Soho gets involved and attacks Chris Statlander, all the outcasts in that TBS division. So two things were happening at once here. I think maybe mm-hmm. the step in the right direction. Or my well, you had to do that because you announced Ruby against Chris Statlander at all out weeks ago. So you had right. to set up something for, for tonight. So to me that, I say your point and props to them, but it was expected just because of, of the match that you announced. And 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 you get so much of that on AEW television where after a match, something happens that makes you forget about the match we just saw. And then even after that angle takes place, something they don't, it's not a commercial break to give people time to digest what they just saw. Right. You know, they go right to something else and now you're forgetting about that moment. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I guess I liked it on screen, but you're right. There were some questions like, oh, yeah, I forgot that every soccer was on the roster. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it just mm-hmm. definitely things there as well. But for what it, what it's worth, uh, and we'll have to have the Rampage match this week. Or is it Collision? A Rampage match with the, the trio of Statlander, Sheeta, and Baker against the social, against the social outcasts this mm-hmm. weekend. So it did build upon it, but I right. do see it. I'm, I'm with you. There is some work to be done. The, the one little thing I did like, though, that, that, uh, that Ruby Soho did was that she took the belt that she walked away with it, but she left it there on the ramp, kind of like, yeah. You have it tonight. I'm coming for this, you know, kind of. What, what is really Ruby's chance of actually winning the TBS championship? Let's be real. I hope she wins. Oh snap! Really? Yeah. Yeah. But but Chris Stanley is like, no, no, no. I forgot she was the champion until two days ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's until I was looking at it. because it's true. You when have you seen her? Like, let's be real. What is the show that's doing the numbers? It's Dynamite. How often have we seen her in Dynamite in the last eight weeks? We haven't. So mm-hmm. unless you're watching the show that five people are watching, you don't know who the TBS champion is after Jade. Well, to be fair to, 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 to Chris Antlander, when Jade was champion, she was banished to Friday night too. Like, you had to go Correct, but you had her on TV. But you had her on TV, and you knew who right. the champion was. Right. You're uh, not putting her in the show that people watch. Uh, fair enough. Um, I... I this is right. She's right. Uh, let, let me know if you in the chat. Uh, we actually had the appearance of the new trios champions on the men's side. Uh, the acclaimed the daddy ass, and they wore pink on Wednesdays. That's cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Debut of the brand new trios championship. It's gimmick in French, man. We've been doing this for a while now. Thank you. <laughs> so we're not going to boo the acclaimed. Everyone loves the acclaimed except for us. Um, no. <laughs> Jimmy, let me start with you. New titles, new era for the trios division. Thoughts? No, it, it was fun. It was entertaining. And that's what it was meant to be. These guys come out there. They throw those one-liners out there. I wish I could remember a couple of them right now. But they they grasp the audience. They love it. You know, scissor me daddy, all that kind of stuff. And making these new titles pink, which was kind of cool at the same time. But yeah. and, and the scissor straps on the back. Whoever thought of that? Smart. Very smart. Because 
the, one of the things, as I like to say, it is the wrestling business. And part of the wrestling business is the merchandise side. Oh, so yeah. now, now you have a new title belt that people might want to gravitate towards and say, hey, you know what? I got to get me one of them pink scissor belts, <laughs> trios belts. You know what I mean? It's a, uh, it's great. And and again, Billy Gunn, very entertaining and the acclaim, very entertaining. Uh, I, I enjoyed this segment because I had fun watching it. Call, call me and a listen. purist, but I'm not going to buy multiple championships. I don't care how good they are. <laughs> so I never bought a tag team belt. Well, I'm team. with you, but then again, I'm not the target audience. Fair, 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 fair. Uh, as someone who's wearing picky, so I guess you are a target audience. Uh, it looks like the acclaim still gets the reactions, but to me, maybe it's just Chicago today. It didn't feel as hot as it used to be. Thoughts about the acclaim? Are we still loving them, or is it getting kind of wobbly? I mean, we should be loving them. I, 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 and I think maybe with the trios championships now, them being in a different division, we can go back to getting the reactions they used to get. I, I don't know that they should have ever lost the tag team championships to the guns. It just felt so weird. And then it took them a little bit to get back here, but I think we can get there. I, I do. I, they, they, they know how to get themselves over. Everybody loves the acclaim. I, I hated the shade of pink on the belt. Yes, they, me too. It's red. What the Yeah. Hell? That is not listen, I have about Hot five tape. different shades of pink on me right now and none of them is whatever that was. <laughs> um they I, they I once they turn around for the scissoring, I was like, all right, I, I see it. But the shade of pink itself, not the best. Not the best. I want you guys to know that I was born and raised in Brooklyn. I live in LA now, but I'm sitting there going, that's the wrong pink. Yeah. <laughs> I was so salty about that. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Uh, speaking about Salty, we had ourselves our main event, and stick around because we're going to have ourselves an all-out preview after this, but our main event, Penta Acero Miedo taking on Orange Cassidy for the AEW International Championship. Like Issa, not really sure why the champion had to wrestle this week, but that's the way it is. The match itself was interesting. Uh, didn't like the way it ended, but I thought it was pretty solid. But let me start with you, Issa. Can Penta win a singles championship? Ever? No. Ever? Oh, no, no, that's it. Done and done. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. It's been real. Thank you so much. It was like, <laughs> Not right now. Orange Cassidy is unbeatable, clearly. I I like this match a lot. I thought there was, but there was a couple of spots that I really thought that Penta had just murdered Orange Cassidy on TV <laughs> and for him to just kind of just come back and, okay, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what he's thinking, but he's unbeatable. And, and I, I, I just, it doesn't make any sense, especially some of these moves that, that Penta was doing, like, they took no time to sell it, like, he hit that, I don't even remember what it was, but on the apron, then he hit another Fair one factor. in the middle, yes, and then he hit another one in the middle of the ring, and then, and then, and then Rich Cassidy just rolls him, and he, and he's over, that makes no sense. Absolutely no sense. Like, make it land in a way that Orange Cassidy accidentally landed on top of you and pinned you what almost passed out. Like, I don't know, but it just, it makes no sense. Uh, it was a good match, but it makes no sense. There was the, the psychology of the match was off, but this is what I expect from all Orange Cassidy matches. I was more shocked that he talked at the end. <laughs> he did kind of that was the best part of the match for yeah. me. For me, it was the best part of the match, hearing a, a serious side to Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Which was nice and different. But again, so to follow up on what you said, you know, dueling Canadian destroyers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. And, and and like you said, we had the fear factor on the apron, which is the hardest part of the ring. And the announcer did a hell of a job of making us know that. Then he hits the second one in the ring for a two count. And like you said, he said, the roll up is the finish. The most deadly move in wrestling right now seems to be the roll up. The fact that he didn't even take a second to like to at least sell it, or like I said, like Penta's so talented that can you make it land like or hit a different move to where Orange passed out, Orange Cassidy lands on top of you and mm-hmm. pins you almost by accident? Like I don't know, but it just, uh, you know, maybe I'm just overthinking it. It was a fun match. Mm-hmm. Uh, until then. Until yeah, then. Like, until then. So the, the kicking out of the finishers. Now, maybe I'm not the oldest of old school, but I'm at an era where you can kick out at a big show, like a, like a mania or like a star mm-hmm. case. Unless you're Drew McIntyre, who should have never kicked out at the end of days, and I'll die on that hill forever. I mean, that's a deep cut these days, but I'm agreeing with you. I kind of knew you could go anywhere. He didn't really need that. But but you have these kind of matches. The new school fans are okay with that. They say, hey, look, sometimes you don't get all of the finisher, but is that a bad psychology? 
psychology or is that an evolution of the psychology? Jim, let me ask you that question. I know people are claiming that this is an evolution. This is, uh, since this is our first time together, I'm, I'm going to repeat myself here. The, when the wheel was invented, it was made of stone. And then it became wood because wood was lighter and easier to manage. And then it was rubber and then it was vulcanized rubber and run flat tires and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, the wheel only works when it's round. Mm. And that's the same way with wrestling. The, it works when the story makes sense. And for me, landing on your head several times and then coming right back and, and doing like a roll-up finish makes no sense to me. You know, that, that, that's me. That's being the, the old school guy in me. Yes, a roll-up can work when it's done in a sneaky manner, especially if a heel does it, cheating or, you know, pulling the tights, like Jericho said in his promo tonight, I thought about rolling him up and pulling the tights. That kind of thing. It can work in today's world, but when it when you see these, what, like I said earlier, twisting, burning 450 hammer phoenix splashes and guys kicking out of them, it's like, but you, you just did this and you can't kick out of a simple roll-up? I don't get it. You know, it, right. it, it, it uh, I hate to say it, but at this time, like I said, it, it can be done in a way that makes sense, but at, most of the times today it doesn't. Jimmy, it did enough damage to have the man talking. He never talks. <laughs> True. <laughs> Not screw loose, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe it loosened up his vocal cords. <laughs> it's one of those things that if you never saw He forgot the before, gimmick and started cutting a promo like a normal wrestler. <laughs> he was so out of it. <laughs> Full thumb extensions, yeah. <laughs> it really was one of those matches. If you never saw wrestling before, or if you're pulling your friend who never saw wrestling before, the the the, the demon dressed in red, it's got like something a banana peel, and the guy wearing the mom jeans one, it does look ridiculous. But Orange Cassidy is unbeatable. I think he's hitting a new level as a talent. It just so happens that Penta got caught in the bus all this week, right? I guess you could say that, but at the same time, then, uh, oh, it just. It, Zero miedo, it turns into zero wins. Oh, damn. There you go. Sometimes it's just frustrating for me when that happens. But like you said, I did enjoy afterwards the the, uh, the, um, promo by by Cassidy. And then when Moxley came out, the other thing that really caught me off guard was usually in AEW, it would initiate a brawl. Right. We got the pie face. We got the slap. We got they got the stare down. But then Moxley thought, hmm, we'll settle this on Sunday and walk away. That was a little different. In a good way or a bad way? Uh, I think in a good way because it makes you wonder, why did he walk away this time? That's not, that's very unmox-like. Right. You know, uh, you know, wait till Sunday? Huh? That's, not, oh, now I'm, I'm going to wait till Sunday and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. But uh, this Sunday, it's all out coming to you live from the United Center. Didn't realize it's like four venues they run, but the United mm-hmm. Center is going to be home to both They collision. never ran it before. They always run the now arena. This is the first mm-hmm. year that they're taking all out to a bigger venue. Mm-hmm. B- bigger venue? Still in Chicago? <laughs> all right. It's, I guess, hey, go what works, right? Yeah. Uh, let's let's go through this card real quick. Just to get your thoughts on it quickly before we wrap this up here on the Dynamite After Show and Wrestling Thing. Thanks so much for rocking with us this afternoon. Uh, that the, the TNT Championship was one that it was a bit confusing if you saw all in because the person holding the belt isn't even the champion. This time it's Luchasaurus. Thought it was Christian. Yes. <laughs> Taking on Darby Allen. Can Darby get the TNT title back there? You think so, Lisa? Uh, no, no. If Christian gets involved. That's it. Done yeah. and done. No, I think that's a smart move to keep the, the, the title on Luchasaurus and have the issue with Christian being the guy who continuously carries that title and Luchasaurus kind of going, you know what? I am the champion. It's about time I hold my title or something along those lines. Ooh, I like that. Right, but to be fair, you should never bet against uh, Darby. So Darby getting it back wouldn't shock me and just don't mm. think that that's the way that it would go. But Darby has a very successful rate on pay-per-view. So it, You want to talk about people kicking out of stuff. It's Darby all day long. <laughs> you know? Coughing flop. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's a list, baby. Uh, we, we have ourselves a classic Hoss match, which wasn't even a possibility four years ago at AEW. It's Powerhouse Hobbs against the Redeemer Miro. Jimmy, thoughts about this one? It's interesting. This one looks like it's going to be a hard hitting, tough one. This is going to be a physical affair. And uh, you know what? I'm interested to see how this goes because we haven't seen much from Miro in I don't know how long. Yeah. So, so you know, and, and, and I'm a fan of Powerhouse Hobbs. I like his work too. So this is going to be very interesting as for who comes out on top. I think 
Uh, if I had to put money on this one, it would be Powerhouse Hobbs. Lisa? As the first lady of the big meaty men slapping meat committee, <laughs> I am so excited for this match. <laughs> but I got Miro. It just feels like these two men were like on the back of milk cartons a month ago. And now they're mm. on this pay-per-view. Maybe it's because they're back-to-back pay-per-views. But I'm like, I want this match to happen. But Sunday? I want to pay Bleacher Report that they, much they have a great, uh, they, they have a great segment selling the match on the pre-show of Only. And I, I like to see them uh, out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's true. Uh, on the TBS Championship side, we have Ruby Soho of the Social Outcast against the champion Chris Statlander. But there seems to be a little bit of that infighting inside the Social Outcast. Tony Storm has um, totally engulfed a whole new persona. Uh, that might be an X factor into this one there. Issa, who do you think walks away with the championship? I I just hope that whoever walks away with the championship gets gets also booked on Dynamite. I know that we're seeing I know that we're seeing them in other shows, but other people don't watch other shows, and that's just the reality. Like the numbers mm-hmm. don't lie. Um, I think Chris Statlander is great. I mean, she has the look, she has everything, but I just haven't seen anything for her reign and for somebody that and the jades i get i get what you're saying trust me i know what you're saying but jade you build this undefeated streak so the person that beat it was supposed to feel like such a huge deal it hasn't hit it hasn't hit so i hope this match kicks ass i am i i think that ruby could do a little bit more with it i think the outcast breaking up and two of them having championships now and tony storm being in this weird character i think it will do more for them storyline so i'm gonna say ruby but if that lander keeps her just put her on the show that you show on tbs more you know i'm not asking for much here character development on a wrestling show (laughs) (laughs) jimmy yeah, I, I agree. I, I think Ruby Soho is someone who could do more with the championship and get it, get the championship over as well, because I think she can even in a heel fashion connect with the audience. You know, my problem with the TBS championship is I never quite understood what it was for because Jay was so dominant. It was almost like if mm-hmm. I was a hot shot in that division and I could wrestle, I can't. I would go for the TBS championship, but it seemed like it's also secondary at the same time. Right. Which uh, is why I think Ruby Soho can elevate this championship. Mm-hmm. And I think they, they they missed the boat with Jade. Let's put it that way. Mm, that's un- that's unfortunate. But maybe this time with Chris Statlander? Question mark? That'd be my pick here, mm-hmm. give or take. Mm-hmm. Uh, the international championship we talked about is going to be Moxie versus Cassidy. Uh, you're thinking a nice, clean fight. Or will shenanigans be afoot there, Jimmy? Uh, I think Moxley is going to make this a, a, a brawl. Let's put it that way. I could see him coming out of this as champion thanks to the Blackpool Combat Club in some form or fashion, because we do tend to see a lot of uh, distraction finishes in AEW more than our fair share. So I think that plays a part in this one. <laughs> distraction finishes, my favorite. Lisa? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, after he cut that promo and he seemed so serious and so deep, my first thought was like, yeah, Moxley's winning. <laughs> they're just <laughs> letting, they're letting him get a speech in there real quick before Moxley gets the title away from him. Oh, man. Uh, again, I don't bid. I don't bid against uh, Moxley, but I mean Orange Cassidy's—they're building something there. I think I win against. I don't know who to pick here. If I have to pick one, I'm gonna pick Mox. But I think you're building something with him. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know which way this one will go. Honestly, that sounds like a movie. We're like, oh, my last day before retirement. Hope no one shoots me, and then bam. Uh, <laughs> But we got ourselves possibly a match that can steal the show. It's Takeshi against Kenny Omega. Issa, you wanted one-on-one Kenny Omega matches. You're getting it all out. You got Kenny Omega walking away with this one? Yes. He better. God. I'm pissed. (laughs) He better. (laughs) I will say, I love that segment backstage with Takeshi. I'm sorry. I don't call him the right name. But you know who I'm talking about. And Dan Callis and and showing all of the surgeries and, and, and where to hurt. Omega and how well he did and, and like I really that is a different kind of psychology level like mind games and I absolutely love that but yeah I mean we don't get that many single Kenny Omega matches so I hope to see a big fat win for him here and that's 1000% bias <laughs> 1000% bias Jimmy you have 1000% bias uh no not unfortunately even though you know he the winnipeg connection let's put it that way with don Callis. um but uh the canadian connection let's put it that way i'm not from winnipeg i'm from toronto so um but but i agree with isa that segment where he showed the the uh the x-rays and 
and pinpointing where to target on the on the neck, on the the knee, on the back, and all that sort of stuff. Great stuff, and it gives them an opportunity where you can possibly believe that uh, Takeshita. Takeshita. Kurosuke <laughs> Takeshita. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he said. Well, he said. Don't say it like me. Can possibly can possibly pull this one out. Do I think he will? It's. Uh, I don't know if it's the right choice. I, I think it would. It doesn't. It wouldn't hurt Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is at a point right now in AEW that if he were to lose in this one, whether it's be, as a result of Don Callis, uh, whatever the case may be, they target a certain specific body part, and again, you know, distraction here, and he gets hit with some core kind of object to a. a um, vulnerable area that we saw on the uh on the um x-rays i can see it happening I, and uh jimmy it, yeah I no, I'm, I'm sorry so i'm not disagreeing with you uh, you know, I know but at the same time there is a possibility that they can have kenny lose this match without it losing any momentum so i don't want to nitpick here but i would appreciate that whole segment more if it was backstage in a film room the fact it's a right. monitor was kind of like hey by the way check mm-hmm. us out Piece. So to me, I, it didn't really hit for me, but I can see more promos like that happening in the future. Yeah, if you make it seem like a more real conversation and not so scripted and rehearsed, I agree with you on that. I yeah. think that's fair yeah. criticism. Yeah, hopefully Kenny Omega wins because, like we said, it's so rare we see these single matches. Not really the case. Uh, we mentioned it a little bit early before, but the Bullet Club Gold, at, well, it includes the Gun Club, taking on FTR and Young Bucks. It was a weird thing with the hashtag Winners Room, but it's on the card. It's going to happen. Eight-man tag team match play. Jimmy, I'm not so sure this one's going to slap, but will it? Uh, I don't know. There's going to be a lot going on in this, and I think this is going to be a madhouse. Let's put it that way. Especially with a team like the Bucks, and and you know, I'm a big fan of FTR. I love their stuff. I think they're great. But you know, there's just I I have this bad feeling that there's going to be too much going on for the audience to follow. Hmm. If it takes its time and tells a story and lets people get invested, uh, it could be a very interesting match. But sometimes when you have eight people out there doing what they're going to do, you know, as far as who's going to win the match, right? Uh, I, I I could see the, the Bullet Club Gold coming out ahead <laughs> here because uh, again, FTR and the Bucks do they actually coexist? They started showing some respect for one another uh, in the locker room before that got broken up. But uh, do they truly have that respect for each other? Uh, shout out to JT from Twitch in the chat because that is a good point. The Bucks are going to have to work as heel as possible because they will get booed out of the building. A lot of people that are there for CM Punk and are not getting CM Punk might, might be hijacking this show. But, you know, we got a great match with... Uh, Jay White and Juice Robinson and FDR, and we saw what FDR and the Young Bucks did. I will say in the opposite, as much as I don't want to see that match, I do think it'll be a banger. I do think it's going to slap. Like, you know, legit. But I, I know, you know, now, now I'm doing the, the whole can never be happy fan, you know, because I just said about wanting a single skinny Omega. Sure. But there's like so many people here. Like Jay White, we have not seen him in a significant match in, in pay-per-view since he joined AEW. He went from the hottest free agent to always in a tag match or a four-man match or whatever it is. And I and I would love to see him work something singles eventually. Yeah. Who wins here? I am going to say, I don't even know. Because FTR <laughs> are like CM Punk's BFF. Maybe that's why they, maybe the Young Bucks said, put us with FTR so they don't boo us. I don't know. But <laughs> I'm going to say FTR and the Young Bucks just because the Young Bucks Loss at the pay-per-view and the golden uh i'm sorry i'm confusing all of these factions but the bullet club kind of won so i think it'll go the other way here well that said we do have two matches from the roh brand promotions <sighs> like i'm not sure what to call roh in this universe but two <laughs> matches on the card first one's first it's adam cole baby and mgf against the winner of the tag team battle royal which is going to happen on collision for the roh world tag team championships I'm not sure there's any tag team in the mix that could possibly take those titles unless there's infighting between Adam Cole and MJF, right? Nah, I think you're I think you're one hundred percent correct right now. Yeah, always bet on question mark. Um yeah, yeah. And, and lastly, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Shane Taylor 
ROH legend, baby, is having a match against Samoa Joe for the World Television Championship. I have a really sinking feeling, is what we call the business, getting your heat back. But Jimmy, tell me something different. Can Shane Taylor get the dub? Uh, there's always a possibility, and this is an opportunity for Shane Taylor to to show the world uh, how good he is. You know, because he is he is a heck of a talent, and, and putting him in there with someone like a Samoa Joe, this is going to be uh, a hard hitter. Let's put it that way: two big, meaty men sla- slapping meat, slapping meat, yeah. meat. <laughs> and uh, you know, and uh, I got a feeling that maybe Shane Taylor is ready for 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 you know becoming the ROH World Television Champion once again. And you know, Samoa Joe, this ignites a different fire under Samoa Joe after this yeah. loss. Yeah. Demon Diva, hit me. Yeah, I think Samoa Joe wins, but I think it's going to be a banger. All right. So before we wrap this up, I got a question. I just went through the whole card of All Out coming to you live from Chicago. But if there, to me, and there's actually a sentiment in the chat, there really isn't a match that sticks out to be your main event. Now, if you had a chance to do it, I'm sorry, Lisa, what would be your main event after going through this, this card right here? Luchasaurus. <laughs> Luchasaurus. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a hard one to say. Uh, it is. It's a very hard one to say. And, uh, you know, you look up and down. Is it a title match? Is it the tag team? Because it is the AEW brand. Is an ROH title, uh, you know, headline their pay-per-view? I don't. I'm almost thinking as I'm looking, looking up and down this card right now. Hmm. The, the TNT championship go last. Do you put the... Uh, uh, Orange Cassidy and Mox match last, uh, but then again, the Kenny Omega and match with uh, Takashita. Uh, Takashita. I guess I will put the. I, 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 I hate to say it, but I will put the tag team championship match last just because NJF is in it. Just pretend, just pretend the I doesn't exist in his last name. But okay, okay well, well, there you have it. All, all outs coming to you this weekend. Of course, wrestling guy, I think is going to be covering the show afterwards. Hopefully, I can be back for that one. It's mm-hmm. going to be a either not a banger because you don't use that word anymore, but definitely a bunch of matches that will go hmm, pretty dope. <laughs> I like it. Uh, well, thank you so much for rocking with us here tonight. No, on the no, Wednesday no, wait, night. wait. I've been dying to ask this question, Jimmy. Will you take a Panama Sunrise from Adam Cole? Like that oh. referee did at all. Uh, <laughs> but here's the difference. If I were to I take was dying to ask you about that spot. I would take the Panama Sunrise, but guess who would not come back to count the finish in the match? That would be the person who took Correct. the Panama Sunrise. I mean, okay. let me put it to you this way. They got he got bumped twice in the match and still came back. Right. So I didn't overthink this, right? Because that was like, if I'm a referee, if you're a normal person not trained for a comeback, how do you come back from that when he finishes like big wrestlers? And not only that, he tweeted out or he messaged out or whatever the case may be that after watching it back, he was not clear to participate tonight. So he that's why he didn't appear on tonight's episode of Dynamite. So the the move was not devastating enough to take him out of the match, but it took him out of the, the following... Uh, I just, I just uh, feel like any uh, referee that takes that, the freaking Panama right the way that, yeah, he should be done. You're Bring done somebody for else down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I've been dying to ask you since I saw the freaking spot. <laughs> Wait, if Orange Cassidy can kick out of moves, why are the referees? I almost uh, DM Neil about it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we got to hit the road. Uh, thanks so much for rock with me. It's my first time in the catbird seat, as we say. Hopefully, we can be back for more episodes. You guys have been so great and so gracious for me in the chat as well. Jimmy, let me start with you, man. If I want to connect with you online, ask for autographs, how do I go about doing that? Well, uh, you can obviously hear on, on Wrestling Inc. Uh, you can connect with us on me, at least on Mondays and Wednesday nights. Uh, and you, my ref and rants I do on, on my social media platforms from – uh, Monday to Friday, where it's only a minute long, and it's a little critique. And again, not to tear it down, but to, in my opinion, tighten screws that I believe need to be tightened. And also, you can catch me on the Refinet Up podcast with my good brother and stripes, Brian Hebner, uh, and RJ, who's our host, who holds the glue together for us. He's the, he's the technical wizard. But uh, I will have to say this. Um, starting next week, I'm taking a little break, a little hiatus. Oh. Um, it's been a while. And uh, I'm going to spend some time with family. So I'm taking a break from all the podcasting, uh, all the ref and rants and all that sort of stuff, just for a couple of weeks to spend some time with family. 
please don't go. Please don't go. Please don't go. I'll be back. Hey, I love it. Uh, Isa, you're, you're, you're Caribbean. I'm Caribbean. Where can people find you online? Where people can say, <laughs> hey, look, hang out in the, in the social media channels. Uh, you guys can find me here on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and sometimes on the pay-per-view post shows. You guys can find me on my YouTube channel, NYC Demon Diva. We have watch-alongs for pretty much everything Raw, uh, NXT, Dynamite, SmackDown, and pay-per-views. And yeah, you guys can find me on Lucha Libre Online for my interviewing and some of my other content in person that I cover. Whoa, what great. Global Boys at Global Boys on X. Uh, I'm not sure when I'll be back, but hopefully it'll be soon. Uh, how do we get out of here? Do you do the little dickle dickle things? Do we do that? Is that a Jack thing? What do we do? Oh, we just say adios and then you, you oh. hit end live. Yeah. You know? oh, okay, okay yeah. let's do this. Uh, adios. Los <laughs> Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.